0: What's going on with Bitcoin? Everybody's interested in Bitcoin. In fact, Bitcoin, I think, is more popular right now than Britney Spears or the Kardashians put together. So very interesting times we live in, but everybody wants to know what's going on with Bitcoin and what can we expect in the future? And where is it gonna go? Are we at the top? Are we at the bottom? Are we trying to find a bottom? Are we trying to find a top? So where are we? We're gonna take a look at the charts here in a second. And uh, just to check on traditional markets, as you know, Bitcoin and traditional markets are uh, highly correlated now because you have a lot of institution, uh, institutional investors in the game. They're not necessarily buying and holding Bitcoin. They are trading Bitcoin. They are trading uh, price action. They're trading inefficiencies in markets. So what they do a lot of times is they'll buy on one market, sell it on another market for little spreads, or they'll do high frequency trading, all set um, from an automated standpoint to make automated trades based on price action and moves. So that's why you see a lot of what you're seeing with uh, the patterns of price action in Bitcoin, as well as other cryptos right now. If you haven't noticed, uh, we can take a look at the entire crypto market here real quick. Let me open that up. And... um, If you haven't, if you haven't noticed and you're not tracking it, you know, the altcoins seem to be up one day down the next, double, triple digits in some cases. Um, And Bitcoin kind of leads the market. So if Bitcoin's down a little bit, it seems like the whole market's down, but it could be big numbers. If Bitcoin's up a little bit, the whole market's up. So if you look at in the last 24 hours, what the top gainers are, if you look at some of these coins and see which ones are gaining the most, um, it's kind of an interesting thing to look at. And you can look at, Uh, the opposite and see which ones have lost the most in the last 24 hours. And uh, again, just pretty interesting how it seems to be um, every other day that Um, the coins are doing really well one day and the next day they're, they're selling off. They're going up, they're going down. So that's price action. It's automated trading. The institutions have very sophisticated systems with algorithms that will trade price action. And a lot of times it's based on news. They'll plug, you know, if this, then that scenarios into their trading algorithm so that it makes automatic and automated trades, unless there's a big event in the market. Pretty much it's hands off. And if some big event happens, then it might notify um, the traders of, of something that is signaling an abnormality. And then the traders can jump in and make a manual trade. But you know, again, you know, kind of keep an eye from a macro, expected, ex, you know, perspective of the markets and what's going on. You got to watch the news, whether the news is real um, stories and fact-based stories or not you still need to keep an eye on them because news does move markets. And you've always heard, you know, buy on the rumor, sell on the news. News moves markets. And as if you noticed yesterday, uh, if you were following the traditional markets with the Supreme Supreme Court decision on Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae um, CEO or Fannie Mae CEO um, being terminated from office, um, those stocks sold off big time. There was a crash in, um, in those stocks, it was the FHA CEO of FHA, Federal Housing Authority, uh, that was let go. So Biden's new principal has taken over, and um, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae stocks tanked big time yesterday. So that's interesting. So news can make a difference, whether it's real or not, whether it's true or not. You got to remember, perception is a hundred percent of the game, and a lot of times, perception is reality until proven otherwise. And there's a lot of news out there right now. There's good news. There's not so good news. Every day, there's something positive. Every day, there's something negative. And um, so you just have to kind of wade through it. That's kind of the way it is in general in markets. There's always something good happening. And a lot of times, there's always something bad happening. People are talking up their books, uh, things like that, trying to drive price action so they can get in and trade the moves. So remember, what a lot of these firms are doing is they're not buying and holding they are trading, they're getting exposure to Bitcoin and trading through futures and options, derivatives, which are trading price action, inefficiencies and momentum, cross exchange trading, high frequency trading, things like that. So that's kind of the name of the game. So let's take a look at charts here and... Um, of take a look at where we're at and and you know as a macro investor as an opportunistic investor i like to look at patterns i like to watch the technical analysis of a number of different people so i can get all kinds of perspective i like to hear the ones that are super bullish i like to hear the ones that are super bearish so that i can make my own decisions based on what i'm i'm seeing in their analysis what i'm seeing in the markets and based on the fundamentals and the news in and of itself so you can make these decisions but Patterns in markets and charts always kind of fascinate me. And we've been talking about um, this macro head and shoulders. And a lot of people are talking about that now and how is that gonna look uh, as we come along here. And if we, you know, trend down from here back to that, um, to the beginning of the bull market cycle, you know, around that 18 to $20,000 level, then this, that will complete this overall pattern Uh, of this Wyckoff distribution top, which I think we all know now that's what this was. There was a lot of accumulation in 2019 into 2020 leading up to this big event here. And as more and more institutions jumped in, they were accumulating down along the bottom here and distributing all the way along. And that's the thing to remember is distribution doesn't happen just at, at the top or just in one little area. A lot of people are bringing up the Wyckoff schematics and I've had a Wyckoff expert on. I'm going to have another one coming on here, uh, hopefully next week, that has been teaching the Wyckoff method uh, at the graduate level for 20 years. He's been trading it for 20 some years as a trader and he's an expert on the Wyckoff uh, method and um, uh, you know price action based on Wyckoff. And what's interesting is a lot of people are looking at the diagrams and the little schematics of the Wyckoff method and we can bring a couple of them up here in a minute Minute and trying to kind of place it on here and finish out these patterns. And what, you know, what you got to understand is Wyckoff isn't necessarily a complete cycle. So uh, this whole thing could be a Wyckoff move. And based on where we end up, we'll find out if it matches one of those charts. I'll pull that up here in a second in terms of the chart um, that this could be matching up with, you know, some people are looking at, well, is this accumulation? Is it distribution? And of course we had a distributive top. Um, but um accumulation happened along the way and distribution happens all along the way to these tops all the way through the cycle, not just right here at the very peak, it kind of distribution kind of happens all along the way. So accumulation happens primarily uh, on the way up. And then this range here where it goes sideways for a little while, that's kind of an accumulation phase. um, Like a lot of people are kind of thinking we're in right now where there's these ups and downs where liquidity is created Um, reaccumulation is created to then work your way back up to the top and sell your way to the to the top. So in order to drive price action up or down, you got to sell and there has to be buyers. Uh, And then once you get across the top, uh, depending on what your basis is, you can distribute as more and more retail buyers get in, um, more and more new buyers get in. And um, the institutions are just kind of trading this price action volatility. And there's a lot of big swings here, 58 uh, to 43,000 um, this one here is 61 to 50,000, um, you know, these are 10, 15, 20% moves in a very short period of time over a week. So that's a lot of fun for institutional traders. They're moving a lot of money. So it's all about the velocity of the cash in terms of uh, profits gained on these moves like they're doing. So this little shoulder that we're in here, this little phase that we're in here, is this reaccumulation? Is this distribution? And there's arguments and cases for both sides of that equation. And remember, accumulation and distribution happen all along the way. So you know, just because you have these distributive tops, you have these little accumulations in the middle of them where they can again distribute down, accumulate, distribute down. So that's what you really want to look at is these patterns in terms of sideways action. So uh, it goes with the trend. So the sideways action to distribute towards the top little bit of a downtrend, sideways action, distribute toward the top, a little bit of sideways, a little dip, back up, back up, because we were in a rising trend at that point. We were in an up market, rising trend, bull market. Now, we are still in a downtrend, uh, down market right now. The trend is still down. We still have not had that higher, um, when you look at it on a daily time frame or even a weekly time frame, that's where it really comes in on a weekly time frame, and that's really what counts. Your your hourly, daily, weekly closes is what counts in terms of price actions and momentum and direction of the market. So once we had our peak, um, we've done nothing but put lower highs in on a weekly basis every single week, and we still have not come above this last weekly close of thirty-five thousand six as it stands right now, we're still kind of testing that range between 30 and 34, 35 now, uh, where our range was 30 to 40 and more particularly 35 to 40, we were bouncing around in there a little bit. Now we're down below 35 and we could be dancing around in a 30 to 35 range um, for some time. And I know that's frustrating for a lot of people because they just want to see a move one way or the other, but that's the point, right? The point is to frustrate the other side of the trade to trap you on the other side of the trade. And you know, not you, but whoever's trading. And you may not, if you're watching this, you may or may not be a trader. You might be long-term and you're just, you know, wanting to know when is this gonna be over and when are we gonna be back to all time highs again? Or when is this gonna be over and we're just dropping down and getting it out of the way so that we can be on our way back up again. So the real question is, are we, have we found a bottom? So we've wicked down and tested these lows a little bit, that 28, Prior low was at 28, 29,000 range. And we had a Wicklow the other day of 28,4 when everybody was saying that Bitcoin was on its way down and we were having the big sell-off. We've got a couple of things coming uh, today. We have, uh, or this week, we have the futures and options expiring on a monthly and a quarterly. So that could drive a lot of price action. We've had Grace, uh, Grayscale open up um, their, uh, their stock and allowing investors to liquidate I'm not sure what that's going to look like or how that's going to play out. Uh, Grayscale unlockings, um, J.P. Morgan wrote an article on that talking about what the potential potential, uh, response could be in Bitcoin's price based on that unlocking of shares. And uh, it may have a big impact and it may have no impact uh, depending on what the investors do. If they liquidate versus... um, Uh, reinvesting in the fund. So we won't know until that is complete and that happens and and we see what happens. And some of that could have been going on here in the last couple of days with a lot of this volume and uh, momentum that we've seen over the last couple of days. So one of the conversations uh, could be that we have found a market. uh, So we're still in a downtrend. We're still in a declining market. Um, And we could very well have put in a top for the cycle in this market right now coming off these all-time lows because we have not been able to break back above um, that 40,000 range in a while with a daily close. And that's really what you need is you need a daily close with confirmation, uh, meaning you're trending up again in order to reverse this trend. So you got to get back up above 40,000 with a daily close and hopefully a weekly close and uh, then you're off to the races again in terms of confirming the reversal of the trend and that's what it's all about the trend is your friend up or down it's all about the trend it's all about the uh, momentum in the market and until you get a close of a daily a weekly uh, and with confirmation you have not reversed the trend so we've been kind of bouncing around here sideways and you know, a lot of people are thinking, well, maybe we put the bottom in. Maybe that 29, 28, 29 is a bottom because we haven't really had a close below that with confirmation. So, in order to confirm the downtrend and to confirm a bear market, confirm you know that downtrending cycle, we need um, you have to close below. Uh, really, right now, below 30,000. So somewhere around 28, 29,000, you have to close there and confirm that in order for that continuation down back to the target of about 20,000, which could be anywhere from 10 to 20,000, somewhere in that range. And we could just be doing what you're seeing here and what we've been watching uh, all along as to where you have that first initial down, you get a wick up, you got a couple little up and down days, up and down days till it drops down again. And then it's kind of working its way lower and lower each time because you're just putting in lower highs each time. Although we did have a higher low here um, at this point uh, when we bounced back to 40, but we could not close above that 40, 41,000 range. And we haven't revisited it since. And it really, really paired off after that. And then we had that nice little recovery um, yesterday after that uh, big sell-off that we had. So here we are today on the 25th. Um, So that's the question, have we put a top in? Is this all we're gonna see on this cycle? And then we have nothing but down trending from here and then reaching the ultimate bottom, wherever that's gonna be before we can start trending back up. And if we trend back up, is this it? Is this our ceiling right now? Or is this just our ceiling in this cycle? These are just some of the things to think about. these are the types of things that I look at when I'm thinking about entry and exit into the market, which for me entry was back here after the March low. I thought it was gonna go lower so I didn't get in as low as I wanted to in March. Uh, But I did get in at a good entry and I sold right around here. So I don't wait for the exact top. Um, I kind of felt like we were reaching a top when we hit that 50,000 range. So that was good enough for me. So I exited then and now I'm looking for a re-entry before I jump back in. I'm still not confident and comfortable. I'll tell you one of the reasons why. There is a lot of really good news out there about Bitcoin and um, there's a lot of hope when we hit 65,000. So you need to understand how, um, this is how I look at price. So a lot of people say Bitcoin is on sale anywhere between 30 and 40,000, that that's cheap. It's a bargain. It's 50% off because it was was at 65. But you got to remember, um, not even a year ago, uh, we are in June. So let's go back to um, not even a year ago. Let's just go back to January, beginning of the year, December, January, um, Bitcoin was at $30,000. So that's kind of where it was a year ago. So from that standpoint just because it reached a peak and pulled back does not mean to me as an investor as a macro investor, opportunistic investor that does not represent a bargain to me. I don't consider this 65,000 a point of return automatically. I'm not assuming that we're automatically going to get back, get there just because it sold there once before a lot of that price action was driven by retail investors that didn't understand the market that were just buying into FOMO. That was not a sophisticated trade made by sophisticated investors that understand market cycles and kind of know where price action is and should be. So let's go back um, a year ago. So a year ago, pretty much, um, let's go back into June of 2020. So one year ago, And what's today, the 24th? So let's look at the 24th of June, um, 2020. And we closed at $9,600. So one year ago today, Bitcoin was trading at $9,600. So the question is, is 30,000, 35,000, 40,000, is that a bargain? Is that on sale when not even a year ago, it was trading at a third to a quarter of that price? And then you can go back a year prior to that into 2019, and let's see where it was trading in June of 2019. And we can look at, that was prior to another um, little bump there. So June 24th, 2019, Bitcoin was trading at $10,000. So two years ago this month, um, Bitcoin was at t- $11,000. One year ago this mo- month, Bitcoin was at $10,000. So when you look at that, um, how do you feel about thirty-five, forty thousand? dollars 40000 Do you feel like that's a bargain just because Bitcoin was at sixty-five dollars um, Prior to this, Bitcoin was at $20,000. So um, it, in terms of long-term opportunity in Bitcoin, we just don't know. We don't know that it'll ever get back to sixty. dollars um, We don't know that it'll When or if it'll get to 100 or 300 or 500 or beyond. The question is if Bitcoin is that valuable and if all of the good news adds up, then why aren't all the institutions jumping in and buying it all up right now and just driving that price up? So you got to ask yourself if you really expect Bitcoin to be at 100,000 by the end of the year. Why is it not at 100000 now? Why isn't everybody buying right now? And why are we not shooting straight up right now? If Bitcoin is such a bargain, there's so much great news and everything is just you know fantastic. Now these are the things I look at, I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying this is how I look at and approach investments from the standpoint of where I see values and you can, you can use this approach in any other market, whether it's stocks, commodities, real estate. doesn't matter what it is. Um, I've seen real estate sell for 10. 15, 20 times at one period prior to 0809 than what it sold for five years later, even 10 years later. I bought property five or 10 years later for a fraction of what it once sold for, but not from the expectation that it would ever get back to that point again, but to the expectation of where it represented in terms of market value now. So for me right now, my um, appraisal of market value of Bitcoin is 40,000. That's our resistance level. We haven't closed above that. So to me, anything under 40,000 is what represents the discount to market price. So that's how I look at price action. That's how I look at values and valuations because there's nothing underlying Bitcoin to value it on in terms of like a company or something like that. There's no income, there's no assets. Um, it's a you know it's digital gold. and the only value that, uh, proposition that Bitcoin has is what somebody else is willing to pay. And that's any asset. Any asset is only worth what somebody's willing to pay at any point in time. That's how you get an appraised value of something, uh, other than other um, tangible assets that a company could own or, or things like that. So Um, And these aren't criticisms. These are just how I look at investments, how I determine what's an appropriate price for an asset and what I'm willing to do and when I'm willing to make my move from an entry and exit standpoint. So that's kind of how I look at my entries. I kind of figure out where things have been. So I looked before Bitcoin was at 20,000. So I felt pretty good buying in down here around, you know, eight to 10,000. I had a pretty good comfort level that we might get back up to that 20,000 range again. So I was good with that. And it went up to, you know, 65. I had no idea that it would ever get there. And I don't think a lot of people did. Um, Just like most people didn't think it would ever get back down to where we're at now. And most people don't think, a lot of people don't think it can get down back to 20,000 or 10,000 or any of that. And it certainly can. Um, If you look at stocks, stocks go up and down, markets go up and down. Good times never last, bad times never last. And markets move in cycles and things have to correct. So, What needs to happen to put a floor in here is that we need that um, upward momentum with confirmation and and above 40000 and we need um, massive, massive volume to come in here and start buying up Bitcoin to drive the price up. And we're just not seeing that. We're not seeing people really jump in at these prices. They're jumping in at discounted prices below where we're at now. So that's got to speak volumes right there in terms of what's the real value of Bitcoin. If people are only mainly willing to buy below 30,000, what does that tell you about where we are now from a price expectation and where it could potentially go in the near future? Um, So, those are the things you have to think about if you're expecting it to hit 100K by the end of the year. We got a lot of work to do. We need people to step in and buy this thing. And then you have to ask yourself, are you a buyer at 100K? Um, So, if you're, you know, if you are or you aren't, you know, that's the decision people are making. And I can tell you institutions aren't buying at 100K. Institutions are buying down here at 28 and maybe even below. They're looking for good entry. And a lot of them are just trading futures and options um, and uh, generating uh, liquidity through this range here to accumulate and, and, you know, buy and drive price action. So that's kind of what's going on there. Now, here's something else that's interesting. So in terms of, well, how do you know when to step in? How do you know when it's a good time to buy and how do you know market cycle so uh, one of the things that you can look at is um, let me get this out of the way here one of the things that you can look at is going to be the hash ribbon uh, indicator where did it go where my little hash ribbons go there we go so the hash ribbon buy signal okay Um, and this is a bitcoin specific indicator here the hash ribbons and you can go back and you can look at the cycles of Bitcoin and you want this blue buy button to confirm and you want these hash ribbons to come together and to confirm a buy, a blue buy signal. And if you look at the history of Bitcoin, those have typically been around the bottoms of different cycles uh, of uptrend. So that's kind of where you know that you've got a good entry. As you can see, this blue uh, hash ribbon buy signal 2020, um, it wasn't at the exact bottom, but it was, it was just after the bottom. You can see when it starts printing bright green, it kind of gets closer to the bottom. And then these hash ribbons kind of separate a little bit and you get your buy signal, caught it on an upward trend. You can go back over the history of Bitcoin, add this to your trading view chart, just type in hash ribbon buy indicator and um, hash ribbons, and it'll show you that. And you can go back and look at the history. So This will give you an idea um, from an entry exit standpoint of something to look at and just kind of base your decisions on. When am I going to get in? When am I going to get out? Now, again, this is, you know, more of a broader time range thing. This isn't something you want to look at on the hourly. Um, uh, But, uh, you know, on your dailies and your weeklies, you know, you certainly can take a look at it and see how it correlates to the markets. Um, And it's more, Uh, better on a daily to kind of look at. And the last time we had that bright green um, was back around May when everything was kind of dropping a little bit. Um, And now we are looking for that blue buy signal. We're nowhere near it yet. So that tells us we have work to do. Now, here's another one. And this is just for entertainment purposes only. Um, If you're into this sort of thing. So let's, let's get rid of this guy here. And let's bring in, hang on. I'm going to close this out right now. There we go. Whoops. That's the wrong one there. I'm not good at this stuff here. Let's uh, do that. There we go. So uh, I'm not good with these charts. I don't usually play around with these much. I look at everybody else's analysis, but I like to get in here and kind of look at patterns. Again, I go back and look over the history of Bitcoin. I look at specific moves and I try to track the patterns, but here's something fun just for the heck of it. So you've been hearing, if you've been watching, there's been some talk about the moon phases. And if you put in moon phases on your Bitcoin chart, uh, it'll populate these. You can look at it with other markets. You can look at it, well, not in the mar- um, uh, other like Ether and, uh, other altcoins and just kind of see how it works. But with Bitcoin, um, what I did, it'll be different. So um, the full moons are at the bottom side of Bitcoin and the new moons are at the top. And um, when you put in moon phases, it actually has the lighter moons as the at the top and the uh, darker moons at the bottom. And I kind of reverse that because it makes more sense. A full moon should be white and a new moon should be dark. So I kind of did that. But if you type this in, and put this on your chart, it's gonna be reverse in terms of the colors. So either way, it doesn't really matter. You can kind of look at it and see how you know market ups and downs kind of have been lining up and hitting with these moons. And guess what? Today is June 24th, we have a full moon. So we should put in and print a full moon right here after today on the chart. And generally your full moons are giving you a little bit of an upside trend now the problem is, again, we're in a down market. We're in a down cycle. So these these moons confirm with the trends that we're in. You can see the uptrends, uh, uptrending market, bull market, downtrending market, um, bear market cycle. I'm not saying we're in a bear market long term, but you know it's a downtrending market. So. Um, And this full moon here didn't give us a lot of positive upside. We're kind of trading sideways, uh, but we did get a big drop on this new moon. So right now we have a full moon today. The next new moon is going to print over here on July 10th. So if you look at and you draw some trend lines of where that could potentially put you, um, that's when you could see, you know, potential downside action. This uh, uptick that we're experiencing now could be our little full moon uptick, and it could be all downhill from here if um, the Wyckoff um, redistribution cycle plays out and validates and we continue down on that next leg before we go back up. Or continue sideways, and it's very possible that we could continue down a little bit, have a little more sideways, continue down a little bit, have a little more sideways. So there's nothing saying it's going to drop straight down. Although some people are calling for after this little bounce just a straight downward movement, um, uh, some people are calling for it to kind of you know spring out of here and head on up a little bit, and it could just go sideways for a while. So, anyways. Um, I don't use this in any of my investment decisions and I've never even really seen it or heard of it till this year. And people started talking about the moon phases. And when you look at it, it's really kind of funny. Um, you know, so just a little, you know, side note there to look at and just kind of keep an eye on as you're, uh, working with things and playing with things and, um, so anyways, those are my thoughts today on Bitcoin in terms of, are we at a top? Are we at a bottom? Where are we in the cycle? Um, the overall crypto markets, Ether is bouncing up and down back over 2000 now. Um, I'm looking for Ether uh, to continue downtrend. Um, it's kind of following along with Bitcoin. And let's look at this Wyckoff um, distribution method. We'll look at some charts here in terms of what I was talking about. So a lot of people are, A lot of people are looking at the um, the chart here in terms of Wyckoff that shows a sideways accumulation with a spring um, spring upwards, which would be this chart right here. Let me see if I can pull this thing up. Um, Yeah, so a lot of people are laying this over top of the price action of Bitcoin right now, and understand it, it. the Wyckoff method is, a, is something that requires a lot of study. I've brought some experts on that have studied this for years and years and years and, and they're experts at it and they still can't predict where the market is going. What this is, is this is principles. So the Wyckoff method is a set of principles and uh, to be used to try to help determine price action and what's actually going on. So you can trade shorter term time frames and kind of have an idea where the market is going. And a lot of people are trying to overlay this and, and just kind of play these ups and downs out from a textbook fashion, looking for, you know, the spring back upwards. So this isn't a definitive. This doesn't mean we came off of our high and then we're going to go sideways and then shoot back up without anything else. This little trend here can work all along the way of an up or a down cycle, kind of like what you're seeing here. As we were along uh, the path up in Bitcoin, you had these little sideways actions and a spring up, a little bit of sideways action, spring up, a little bit of sideways action, and a little bit of down, and then spring back up. So those things can be anywhere within the cycle. And if you look at what we've been doing all along the way, we had a big big shot down from the all-time high. We we traded, you know, kind of traded up with a little bit of a spring, a little bit of sideways, then down, because again, we're in a downtrending market, a little couple sideways actions, then down. If you look at this on the hourly, you see even more action, which let's just go ahead and do that trade this over to hourly. So you can kind of look at price action here with a little bit more of that. And you can insert these Wyckoff patterns kind of anywhere along the phase here and get just different outcomes at different times. Um, this, This was a little bit of a sideways thing, a little bit of V bump drop, V, a little bit of sideways jumping up and same thing along the way. And then we could be very well in a spring right now that could just be setting up for another drop. So you just never know where that's going. Um, and it's, you know, it could continue to trend upwards as well. So we don't know that it will, we don't know that it won't. Um, let's find our other chart that is um, interesting in terms of where we could potentially be in the cycle um, that will give you a really good idea. And you can look at the Wyckoff Gold Chart. There's a lot of information out there about Wyckoff overlaid over real market. Um, scenarios, and you see it doesn't play out exactly like these illustrative images show. These images, a lot of these images are just just for illustration and aren't necessarily, again, indicative of exact movements and price action in the markets and, you know, what it's going to do exactly and when, um, you know, and a lot of people are, are you know, kind of reading into these things. And I mean, here's here's one right here where you could have a little bit of this accumulation with a spring back up to a top, and then you drop back off again. So there's a lot of different ways that this Wyckoff trading um, strategy using the principles plays out in different markets. This is one of the big ones that people are looking at here um, that kind of shows similar to where we're at now, and you have a couple of low point of supply. So that's the one thing to think about. And uh, I can't find the one chart I'm looking for that shows a couple of, you know, upward and downward trends where you have a couple of low uh, last point of supplies um, in the market where it trends down a little bit. And um, let's go back to our daily here. And these are just things to be on the lookout for to where you're kind of coming down, you get a little bit of a bump, you come down and this is your first, you know, low point of supply, last point of supply area. And then we get another exact replica of this down from here, which you could potentially have. And that's kind of what we saw along the way up is you had a little bit of sideways action. It hits a little bit of sideways action, hits a little bit of sideways action, hits. So we could be doing the same thing on the way down to get back to that full retracement of the cycle before we can clear the books and be uh, On word to the next cycle and, um, you know, are we gonna see a long-term bear market one year or two years? You know, a lot of people are concerned about that. Now, here's the good news about crypto and Bitcoin. There's a lot of interest in crypto, a lot more broad adoption into the space, as well as Bitcoin. The large, broad adoption from an institutional per- per- perspective in Bitcoin, again, is to trade the price action and to trade the volatility, volatility of the asset not necessarily to take possession of the coin itself. So that's just something to keep in mind and think about um, as you're out there making your investments, making your investment decisions, is that um, custody of the asset is not what most institutions are after. They want exposure to the volatility, to the price action. So the more it ranges, the better it is for them. Ultimately, the lower it goes, the better their entry. And that's really what they're looking for at the end of the day, as any investor would. What investor wants to buy at the top? Nobody. Everybody wants to get in at the bottom, or at least somewhere relatively near the bottom or midterm of the cycle versus being into the top. And the problem is, everybody knows the top. Everybody knows, well, 65,000, that was an all time high. And we haven't seen a broad scale um, leap into the price point of Bitcoin where people are really. Um, we see a lot of volume increasing. We see a lot of buyers and we see a lot of people jumping into Bitcoin above that, really above 30, 35,000. We've got a little bit of buying action in there, but a lot of that is being created for liquidity purposes. A lot of the buyers are the very people that are going to turn around and sell to people that are buying in as we um, reach these tops as the bull traps are set and. Um, the price starts moving to the upper range of the cycle. So, anyways, I want to bring those things to you. The moon phase, the moon phase thing, was for fun. But if you're into astrology and um, you like that stuff, I thought it was neat, kind of interesting. A lot of people are talking about it. It's not something I use, not something I'm recommending. I just think it's kind of fun. Today is a full moon on the 24th, and uh, new moon is July 10th. So it'll be interesting to watch how price action plays out compared to the moon cycles. And hey, if it works, if it Uh, If we get finished with our little bounce here on the full moon tonight, and then it drops off from here on the new moon to our our bottom, and then we, you know, uh, move on from there, well, then I'm going to be a believer in the moon cycle. So that's the test. Uh, We'll see how it shakes out. Post in the comments what you think. And also help me out with the comments. There's a lot of spammers there. Um, If you see stuff that doesn't look right, go ahead and delete it. If you see people trying to impersonate me, go ahead and delete it. Um, I'm not going to give a telegram, you know, number or WhatsApp or anything like that. And I think a lot of people are, are wise to these scams now where people are trying to either uh, promote coins or trying to get you to contact them on WhatsApp or Telegram. There's all kinds of crazy scams they are all over every um, channel, all the social media channels and everything. So if you see those things, feel free to delete them and um, kind of keep the space clean for everybody. And um, I look forward to seeing you on the next video.